Good afternoon, everybody. I want to ask you another question. Who shall separate you? Who shall separate me from the love of God? Who have you allowed into your life that has told you that God didn't love you? That he doesn't want you healed? That he doesn't want you made whole? That he doesn't want you to be made free in him? Who shall separate you from his forgiveness? Who shall separate you from the palm of his hand? Who shall separate you from his bosom, his loving bosom? Who shall separate you from his protection? Who shall separate you from the love of God? Who would separate me? Who shall separate me from the love of God? Not my family, not my neighbors, not my best friend, not my church, not my job, not my community, not the cares and the stresses of life. No one shall separate us from the love of God. And sometimes if we're not careful, we let the things that are happening around us separate us from his love, separate us from his word, because I believe that he is his word. And I believe that he is love. And I believe that his word is love. And so we have to check ourselves and become more mindful of what we are allowing to come into our lives and separate us from his love. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Who shall separate us from his truth? The answer is not nobody. We should not let anybody separate us from the love of God not anybody not our children not our significant other nobody should separate us from his love let me say that again because it bears repeating nobody should separate us from the love of God it's got to be his word it's got to be his word and all rawness. It's got to be nothing but his word that keeps us. His word is truth. His word is what is going to continue to carry us. We need his word. We need his love. So who have you allowed to separate you from what the truth of what his word says? Who have you allowed to come in and to make you feel unworthy, to make you feel like you're lesser than when God has said that he sent his only son, not just for the ones who go to church every Sunday, not just for the ones who are at church at eight o'clock, 11 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, midnight, you're up in prayer. He didn't just send his son for them and all those things sound good but he didn't just send his son for them he didn't just send his only son to die the most horrific death known to mankind just for the prim and the proper just for the bible scholars no ma'am no sir he didn't just die for the ones who wear skirts that go up underneath 
their shoes they're so long. He didn't just die for the ones who wear turtlenecks and don't show their arms. He didn't just die for the ones who wear the little doilies on top of their head. He didn't just die for the ones who wear the, the, um, the white gloves that stand on the usher board every Sunday. He didn't just die for them, but he died for all of mankind. So who have you allowed to let make you feel like you're not good enough to dwell amongst them? Oh, you don't look like us. You, you don't look like us. We don't cut our hair. Oh, you don't look like us. We don't have three or four earrings in our ears. You don't look like us. You don't look like us. Our toenails aren't painted red. You don't look like us. You don't have on a three-piece suit. You don't have on a church hat. You don't have on a sequin suit and a big hat full of feathers and fruit. So big that nobody can see what's going on in front of them because your whole hat that took up the entire side of the church. He didn't just die for them, but he died for everyone. And he has given us a choice. And guess what? If the person don't take that choice, to surrender their life to Christ, dig this. It's still not up to us to sit in a seat of judgment and question whether or not, to question whether or not God really loves them. It's not up to us to do that, but it's to, for us to continue to be watchful, be mindful, and pray for people. The Bible says that we should always pray about all things at all times. And we should continue to pray until God tells us, you know, I want you to direct your focus someplace else. Because I do also believe that there is a time and that there is a moment when it is something called too late, where God will turn you over to yourself. But in the meantime, it's not up to us to make people feel like God doesn't love them. To make people feel like well, your level of what you do is different than mine. Yours is here and here mine is right here. And what I'm saying is you have to make sure your spirit is right. I have to make sure my spirit is right. When I'm looking at the fruit that a tree bears, and even though God allows me to look at a tree and the fruit that it bears, I still got to do that in humility. I still can't get puffed up in pride and think that, well, you know, God has, he, God said that I could judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. So, you know, I'm looking at that fruit and, oh, and that just don't look good. Cause I remember I was so-and-so and so, and I did this and I did it purple and they did it blue. Your spirit ain't right because everything we do, we should do it through the love of God and we should do it so that he get the glory and God don't get no glory when we're puffed up and we're prideful. And we feel like we've arrived at a certain place in Christ where we can look down our nose at people. That's not right. That is not right at all. And I don't believe that God gets any glory out of that when we're high-minded, when we're prideful and we're puffed up and we're looking at what people wear. You know what? I learned this a long time ago. If you don't, if you know that something that a person is wearing is not befitting, maybe that person doesn't have the money to get it. 
Maybe God would touch your heart to be able to be a blessing to them. But don't cast them out. Don't cast them aside because God loves them too. We shouldn't sit back in a seat of judgment and because they don't look like us. They don't talk like us without knowing, without God having shown you the situation. And I guess that's sometimes where we have to sit back and guess and ponder because God knows our spirit ain't right. Why would God show us something about somebody else when our spirit is not right? When we're coming from a place of condemnation, but we think that God's got to show us what somebody else is doing, what somebody else is doing in their house, what somebody else is doing next door. No, ma'am. No, sir. So who will separate you from the love of God? Who will separate you from his truth? And I say these things in all humility because somewhere down the line, we've gotten laxed and we've just become complacent in just saying whatever, in doing whatever. I had a very close friend of mine tell me a few days ago that she heard a pastor up in the pulpit just using a, a cuss word and not, you know, it's not normal to hear a pastor cuss in the pulpit. I don't care if it's the A word. I don't care if it's the S word. I don't care if it's the D word. But you just keep saying it like over and over and over again until something in your spirit should say, now wait a minute, you've taken this too far. And if you let a person talk long enough, they will show you who they really are. So again, as I said this morning, my heart is heavy. I'm, I'm kind of upset because of the things that I see around me. And it just sometimes it makes you want to just pull in away to yourself. And it makes you not want to be a part of anything, of any group, of any organization, of any cell group, of any church. Because it's, it, it, it's like... We say that we love God. We say that we love him. But then how do we love other people? How do we speak about other people? So I'm asking you not to let anybody separate you from the love of Christ. Nobody. Don't let anybody tell you that because you don't wear a particular thing. Because you don't pronounce your words a certain way. Because you don't go to five or six services on a Sunday that God's hand is not on your life. Don't let anybody tell you that, well, you know, um, unless you give me your whole paycheck, then, you know, God's hand is not on your life. You'll never live in the neighborhood that I live in. You'll never drive what I drive. Don't let anybody tell you, don't let anybody tell you that. Don't let anybody tell you that unless you give your leadership your entire paycheck, your 401, I've seen people do this, cash in 401ks, give their whole paychecks over to leadership and they're struggling, they're yet struggling. But the leadership keeps saying, just, you know, just keep on giving to the leadership. If you give to the leadership, then God will bless you to have what they have. Get Break free from all of that and know that whatever God, whatever you have purpose to give in your heart, 
you give it to whoever God tells you to give it to and you give it sincerely. And I believe that God will bless it because I've seen him do it for me. So be mindful, be watchful and know that the enemy is prowling around whoever he can devour. He's going to devour them. He And I believe that he's going to start in the church. I believe he's starting in the church because he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it when we get delivered. He doesn't like it when we give our testimonies. So to me, he would start in the church. And this is just my testimony of things I've seen down through the years. And it's making me think more of who am I going to let separate me from the love of Christ? And my answer has to be, it can't be anybody. It cannot be anybody. So I hope I've said something that has kind of made you say oh you know what I'm going to really pray about that I think I have been letting somebody come in between me and the love that God has for me I think I do need to back up I think I do need to check myself because that is the greatest thing I think that the enemy wants to take away from us is the fact that we know God loves us that we know that he loves us because that's what's going to get us through so you all pass this podcast to two people that you know need just a moment of encouragement and pray for your leadership. I pray for my leadership because it's not easy leading God's people. It's not easy to come to church every Sunday. It's not easy to make sure that there are things happening in the church that will keep the people's attention. That's the, that is not an easy job. I can just, I can just only imagine so pray for your leadership. Keep them before God. Give them grace. Give them grace. And then you cover them. And you, and if you see something, don't go, don't go and tell all of North America, all of South America. Talk to your leadership. Ask questions. And then you let God speak to you. That's the right way to do things so that God would get the glory. So until next time, I love you better, greater is sooner, not later. Surrender your life to Christ and get you that handful of seasoned, like-minded prayer warriors in your corner so that they can help you to continue to walk this walk that Christ would have for you to walk. Love you. Bye-bye.